and thanks for coming along to And We Have an Office Dog, the digital agency podcast where we talk to agency owner directors and learn more about what makes them tick. From the things that make them similar to the things they'd rather have known sooner, where they've had success and where they've learned some hard lessons. All will be revealed with your host, Chris Simmons, the Agency Accelerator, and he'll be talking to a different awesome agency person in each episode, asking them four questions and seeing where the conversation takes us over the next 25 minutes. Okay, so let us begin. Over to you, Chris. Thanks, voiceover guy, and I'm really pleased to have Rob Twells back from the Digital Maze. How you doing, mate? Good to see you again. I'm very well. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. I'm all right. It's very rare that I get questions asked of me in a podcast, that was a, and that was within the first one minute. Bloody yeah. hell. Look at that, guys. Tables are turned. <laughs> um, so how's things been generally in the last year? What are you, what, what, what are you thinking in terms of agency land? Are we on a positive positive end of the, 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 the scale? What are we looking at, do you think? Yeah, it's been okay. Okay, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say it's been anything to write home about because it hasn't. Um, but we we're on an upward trajectory, um, very very slightly. It's challenging though. I think you mm. know I speak to a lot of agency owners or, or leaders and whatnot, and you know you do hear the same sorts of things. You know, things like mm. sales are a lot more difficult to come by. Staff retention and talent and stuff is a lot more difficult to come by, and it seems to have been. Probably since COVID, you know, last two three years, really, it's been um, it's been it, f- it feels like it's more difficult to grow. Doesn't mean that growth's yeah. not possible, but it's just more difficult. So, for those really rude people who didn't listen to your very good season one episode, can you just give us a little bit of a rundown of you know who you are, um, what you do, and what the agency you uh, you run does? Or- Sure. Will so do. I'm Rob, uh, Managing Director of the Digital Maze. Um, we are actually the amalgamation of, of well, particularly two different agencies, uh, by the way, of a merger. So an agency called Frogspark, which actually I founded back in 2012, which was a web design and development agency primarily. Uh, and then Boom Online, which is uh, performance marketing, merge them together. Those brands still exist, but actually we've now created um, what we're trying to be sort of more of a powerhouse agency in the Digital Maze. Um, mm. So yeah, that's those with full, like I say, with full service, three core uh, services, web design development, particularly e-commerce, uh, SEO and paid advertising. And it, the, the, we talked a little bit about the merger and how it all happened in, in season one, but was that for the benefit of everyone, you know, listening for the first time uh, to, uh, to your story, how, how did you both kind of come about a, this makes sense to do kind of perspective because i know lots of agencies at the minute are kind of looking at long-term options and and how you know to be resilient uh, in the face of you know current challenges and things like that how did how did things come up for you guys i think it was the i think we were probably at a bit of a crossroads in the agency of you know do we put our foot down and, and, and really go for this ourselves me and my business partner that is hmm. uh, or do we you know do we look for other opportunities whereby we can almost almost fast forward the growth, so to speak. And, and that's what we decided to do. You know, both me and my business partner um, had just started a family. So it felt like fast forwarding, fast forwarding, it was quite attractive to us because, you know, nobody yeah. wants to aggressively grow a business with all the sleepless nights you get with kids and all that kind of stuff. So that's what we did. We sort of, we, we you know, we fast forwarded it by merging the agencies together, 
doubled the team overnight. Well, more mm. than doubled the team overnight. Doubled the revenue overnight, of course, as well. Uh, yeah. And all of a sudden, we you know we went gone from a sort of fifteen person agency to a thirty, and then what we are now, which is sort of thirty five person agency, which you know poses different challenges to what it did when it was. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a different set of rules in many yeah, senses, isn't it? Yeah. So. In the last year or so, since we've since we've spoken, a lot of the the, the merger piece has kind of bedded in quite nicely. I suspect. What are you seeing in terms of I don't know major trends and developments in the in the agency space um, over the last couple you know, year or so? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not going to sit and talk about AI and, and stuff like that. Cause <laughs> Please people, don't. I think people have yeah people have spoke about that to death, but you know, I don't know if that has an impact on what I'm going to talk about next. But I think you know, agency business development and sales is something that I'm very, I'm heavily involved in anyway. So whilst I'm the, the managing director, I would say day to day, a lot of my time is, is spent on the front end talking to potential new customers, hmm. being part of the pitch team, onboarding new customers and so on. And the, the process has changed a massive amount, in my opinion, over the last sort of two, two or three years, particularly. Hmm. Not only it, it, what feels like there's an expectation to do more in the pitch process, so you know, almost provide the work up front in some cases. Can wow. we see the design? Okay. Can we have the strategy now? And, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so more commitment from us up front in terms of time, energy, and, and obviously cost that goes along with that. But then it just feels like there's not a lot of commitment after that process. You know, I'm getting, yeah. I'm not talking all of our prospects. You know, 75% of them are fantastic. It's, you know, there's a lot of respect for what we do and how much time and effort we put into the process. But there's definitely a bigger uh, piece of the pie now that, quite happily just ghost you after a pitch, quite happily string you along for six months and say, oh, yeah, we're still thinking mm. about it, or the MD's not sure. And, you know, from a forecasting point of view, it's just a pain. You know, you've got, yeah. deals, you've got deals in your, in your new revenue forecast that have been there for six months and the probability is going up and down based on the last email you got and you don't know if mm. to, you know, think about it from a resourcing point of view or not. I would say that's been the biggest challenge, to be honest, over the last 12 months. Do you, what do you think is driving that? Um, and it, not just necessarily the, um, I know the the lag and the difficulty getting that final signature, so we say, and kicking off. But is there something that you've noticed um, as a trend in general that's making it easier for people to be, let's say, unprofessional and ghost or string you along or want the free work and things like that? What, what's changed there? Do you think? I don't know. If me honest, I have no idea. Um, I think obviously. You know, you can talk about economics, you can talk about cost of living crisis, you can talk about things like that. And, you know, if mm. if if agencies are finding it more challenging to grow, then there's a good chance that a lot of other businesses are finding it more challenging to grow. And yeah, therefore, yeah. you know, marketing is a is a considerable investment. So, you know, they're, they're, they're thinking much harder about it. You know, what a lot of the things we're seeing at the moment is two or three years ago, someone would sign up to a retainer, no problem. 12 months, yeah. no no issue at all. But now it's like, oh, we'll start, you know, first month we'll do an audit and then we'll see about it in the second month. And, you know, you, you're almost account managing to the point where, you know, you've got a customer on a retainer, which is fine. But in terms of what's driving it, not entirely sure. I think there's a lot of, um, I think right at the top of, of businesses, so sort of C-suite level, um, director level, I think just the appetite to invest is, is not there uh, quite as much as it used to. I don't think there's as much free capital or free-flowing capital knocking about like there used to be potentially. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I am optimistic about this year. You know, I think everyone knows about the issues economically in 2022 and 2023. 
I'm reading a lot of optimistic articles about marketing budgets increasing in 2024 and all this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I am optimistic about it. Um, yeah, I, th- I think the um, the types of businesses which um, we'll see and feel that sort of positive uh, positivity that you're talking about are the ones that are smart enough to know um, that marketing is essential. Uh, the ones that the ones that um, are, are more kind of like, well, let's stop marketing um, so we can save some cash because times are tough. Mm. Um, they're probably not going to be ones that can afford you in a few years' time anyway because no, maybe they exactly. won't be around. Yeah. I can't remember. I'm, I, if I get this wrong, I'm going to get slated. But I think it was Henry Ford. He said something along the lines of uh, uh, stopping marketing um, to save cost is like stopping a watch to save time. Um, you know, yeah. you cut, if, you sw- if you switch off the marketing, you, you, you don't get the cash flow that you need to, gener- to, to manage everything else. So it's, it's not really a cost to the business. It's an investment. And I think that you probably find that I'd imagine that if you were to do a bit of a forensic deep dive into the clients that's, that are signing and that are agreeing and aren't being um, harder to get across the line, I'd imagine that there's probably a trend where those people actually understand marketing and they've been given marketing budgets um, versus, you know, oh, we need to do it, but we're not sure when. There's definitely a culture of marketing within businesses that we've seen the success from. You know, mm. whilst I've been quite negative on the sales front, you know, we've, we've still got you know, a decent, you know, 50%, around 50% strike rate, which obviously is pretty good for for a pitch process and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I think what frustrates me is more just the time and energy that goes into it. Because I know that, you know, there's yeah. a lot of, put a lot on the teams sometimes to say, we need to get this pitch deck together. It's, you know, it's going to be a great opportunity. You're trying to motivate people. You've got a great new prospect. Um, and it's very deflated if, if, if it doesn't come to fruition. Yeah. Doesn't it? So managing it's that. Tough. And, and- other than other than that, in terms of the agency itself, have you seen what have you seen going on in the industry as it as it as it were? Speaking to other agency leaders, are you spotting any trends amongst them beyond getting that signing on the dotted line? Um, speaking to other agency owners, I think you know, and something I've certainly seen is with the clients that 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 do choose to come on board, and we you know we we have a great working relationship with. There's there's lots of emphasis on, and as there should be, don't get it wrong. There's lots of emphasis on driving the conversion, driving the revenue, and yeah. that's fantastic. But for me, there's always a place for that sort of top of funnel creativity stuff that doesn't directly drive revenue, but it does it does play part in the in, in the entire marketing funnel. Yeah, people are a lot less interested in that these days, which does mean that there's probably less opportunity for for our team to work on some of the more creative stuff, some of the, the more sort of awareness building stuff. And it's all very focused on how we're going to get pounds in our customers' back pocket as quick as possible. Yeah. Um, and again, it's it's all driven by the same thing. You know, people are finding it more challenging to grow. Therefore, uh, there's more pressure on marketing functions to develop the opportunity, so on and so mm-hmm. forth. So I'd say that's something that we've seen. There's definitely a lot more emphasis on bottom of the funnel conversion rather than the more creative awareness building activity, which... You know, I'm a creative. I like doing that kind of stuff, but I'm also yeah. aware that it's, it's it takes longer to see <laughs> longer to see the return from that kind of stuff. But I do think it's essential. It's true. It is. It is absolutely true. Um, the fu- the fun stuff um, is usually um, the higher priced stuff, and it often ends up taking longer to see the return. So you can kind yeah. of understand it. But it's, you know, you get the one in ten that's fun. Um, it should keep you going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, voiceover guy here. <laughs> Me again. Minty Digital increased its net profits by 54% within six months with the OMG Accelerator program. Check out omg.center forward slash info. 
<clears throat> Sorry, Chris. Keep going. Great facts. Rude to interrupt us. Thanks very, very much, voiceover <laughs> guy. Um, so uh, from your point of view as a leader, how do you think, um, what have you learned and adapted to this year? What sort of personal or professional growth have you seen for yourself? Um, personal and professional growth. So I think something I've always found challenging is sort of delegation and sort of keeping out of the way, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I've got a, a great network of people as part of the sort of merger and acquisition we, we went through. We have got a really, a really, a really quite good sort of non-executive team as well. So I, I get a lot of mentoring from from those guys as well, mm. which has been useful for me because you know, I've, you know, personally, never really had a job. Kind of started the agency from university and. You know, you learn the ropes and make a lot of mistakes and you kind of look back now and cringe at some of the stuff you used to do and say. Um, but I definitely think getting out of the way, and this is very cliche, but getting out of the way, mm. um, delegating and, and really focusing on where my strength lies. And I think as an agency leader in any capacity, I think certainly up until, a, you know, a revenue of maybe two, three, four million, I do really have a belief that that person should be right at the front end Mm. you know talking to potential customers being you know representing the business that kind of stuff so i'm trying to focus more of my time and energy on on that side of things you know driving the business forward yeah. representing the business being almost a face for the business rather than at the back end and, and doing the stuff yeah. that really i haven't been on the tools in 10 years now so i'm, I'm no use there anyway do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it's changed too much you may as well stick to your <laughs> stick to your strengths which are current <laughs> um, what, how, how um I know, I know from my experience what it felt like to get out of your own way eventually and the the you know your eyes kind of widen don't they you realize what you can what there was to win and how much you could get by you know doing potentially doing it sooner i remember kicking myself and thinking why didn't i just let these smart people be smart first why have i not done this sooner um how do you think your team have sort of noticed that change do you think they've uh, reacted well to that kind of thing i think so and don't get me wrong it's still not perfect it's still i'm i'm very you know, I'm very, I'm very committed to the business. I like to, I don't mm. like the feeling of not knowing something and stuff like that. Yeah, I still have, you know, still have days and, and, and weeks where where maybe I'm a little bit too involved and stuff like that. But I think generally looking at it holistically and zooming out a bit more, I think I, you know, definitely step back and focus on where I'm strongest. I think the team overall um, just feel more empowered. We make yeah. you know better decisions. Um, and actually, it's less about whether we make good or bad decisions. It's about it's about learning from it as well. Yeah, so I, I, I'm very much wired up to think that every decision needs to be correct every single time. But actually, that's no good. It's no no good. You have to make a couple of rubbish decisions here and there, really, to to learn yeah. from it. Yeah. So you have to let it be. Um, so that that's kind of my promise to myself and to the team that I'm, I'm trying to implement. And um, it's going okay. <laughs> and if you're a member of uh, Rob's team listening to this right now and he starts butting in, professionally tell him to butt out. It's for his own good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, professional about telling me to butt out either. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's all about the delivery of most of these things, isn't it? I think, um, you know, you, you, you know what, where your strengths lie. You know where to put your time. You've got, like you say, you've got a nice non-exec team. You've got mentorship in place and things like that. And I suspect that you're getting the right nudges at the right time yeah, when you need course, to. And, yeah. and there's no better way of learning than that. Being told something is a hard is is quite hard way to learn when you're an adult. Show, being shown something or doing something and learning from it is is much nicer, isn't it? I think, I think I've made myself more accountable as well. Hmm. 
you know, growing the business independently with business partner and best mate for the best part of the first eight years of the journey, there was, you know, something went wrong. Really, nobody was going to tell me otherwise or had nobody to be accountable to. There was no board to report into, all that kind of stuff. Whereas now yeah. I'm accountable to the team. I'm accountable um, to a, a wider uh, team of leadership that we've got now. I've got directors, I've got leadership, we've got um, technical directors, we've got operational directors, and I'm accountable to them at the end of the day mm. because we're a more sophisticated business. Whereas, again, roll back five, six years, the leadership team was me and my business partner. You know, it's yeah, you learn a lot by having a bigger leadership team around you. Absolutely, uh, you, you the um, it's it's like that uh, learning by osmosis sometimes as well, isn't it? You pick up these things, and you, you like I, I never forget. Um, I often sort of punch myself for thinking about it, slap myself for thinking about it. I went into my first ever agency job, and someone said, "Oh, um, can't remember." They used an acronym, uh, BAU, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, BAU," and I'm like, "What the hell does that?" I was on Google googling it and thinking why am I not learn why am I not as smart as these people and it just turns out that you have to learn some of this stuff there's no kind of rules of engagement when it comes to these things and you pick up little bits and then there's other times where it's probably good to sit in a room with people who know something you don't know because um, yeah. it's a bit humbling but also you learn something from it 100% 100% and and you know you get a much different perspective on what your perspective is um and I think by knowing less I think you can offer a better perspective as well. You come in a bit, yeah. you know, fresh pair of eyes. If you know too much about something and you get too fixated on what the solution should be, but if you come into it fresh with, with background information or surface level information, I think you, you know, me as a in, in a leadership position, I can I can provide better support to my team as well. Yeah, yeah. it's almost like the kid in the back of the car asking why, 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 yes. uh, and and eventually someone who's being who's answering the question starts to question why themselves, <laughs> and then maybe something better comes from it. So, Rob. 12 months into the future, we're recording another episode of this, but we've got a bottle of champagne in front of us. Bottle of champagne's only going to get opened if, if you get to where you want to go to in the next 12 months. What's the, what's the trajectory? What's the plan? What are we going to pop the champagne over? Well, there's a few, few things that, that you know, I've, I've got my eye on for sure. One of them is, is obviously revenue-based, um, but I don't, I don't particularly want to, to, to say that because mm. yeah, everyone can say that. For me, one of the things that's really top of mind for me at the minute is is our brands. You know, I mentioned we've got Frogspark, we've got Boom Online, we've got Digital Maze. And the last sort of three, four months, we've really gone on a journey of trying to define what the brands are and why they exist. Why mm -hmm. shouldn't they exist? Because I'm not, you know, I'm not afraid to say that we got to a point last year where the, band, the brands were coexisting, but they were all serving the same purpose to the same people. Yeah. We're currently going for a process now of, okay, well, Boom Online, Okay, he's got ten years of history in. Uh, it's actually the furniture uh, furniture sector um, where a lot of the clients from that business came from. So we're actually in the process now of pivoting that to a specialist uh, marketing agency just for that sector, um, mm. just for sort of the home retail sector is what we're calling it. Um, and we're doing the same exercise with all of all of our brands at the moment, really giving them a solid positioning. Um, and I'd like to say in twelve months' time, I'd love to be able to sit here and say. Okay, I'm looking at the the, the lead generated for, for our three brands. 90% of the lead generated for Boomer from the home market sector. Yeah. 90%, that's, all, that, that's what I'd love to sit here and do and say, look, we've, we've actually pulled this off. We've, we've created a niche for ourselves. We've created a market for ourselves. We know exactly who we're speaking to. And I think, you know, what am I now? 12 years into this journey. It's taken me 12 years to realize it, but we're here. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so Rob, I'm going to put a bottle in the fridge. I'll put a bottle in the fridge ready for the next recording, if you will. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think that's the ticket to growth, isn't it? Really focusing on, a, on an area, knowing who you're yeah. speaking to. Uh, you know. Yeah, if you're going to be obsessed with anything, be obsessed with something in the future that allow and then doggedly get to it. Um, you, you, know, you, you know, after 12 years, the only way forward is, is to get on with it. And, you know, it's not going to come to you. 100%. And we've been all things to all people for the last 12 years as well. And it's got us, you know, it's, we've made great progress with that, don't get me wrong. But I think now the time for us to really, you know, really pick out the sorts of clients we do our best work for and focus mm. on them. Because that only has good news for retention, has good news for new business. It's, it's, it's a good news story all around, isn't it? So, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, thanks so much for coming on a second time, no, Rob. It's been great to to catch no up, problem. and no doubt we'll we'll speak throughout the year at some point, somewhere, hopefully in person. Um, but uh, thanks very much for coming on. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. And in the next episode, we'll revisit another agency leader and see how their last year's been. Thanks very much for listening. Ah, ah, ah.